Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. My name is uh, Abdir Zakhaji. I'm your host. This is Hassan Hayo. I am uh, the CEO of IMC. Um, you want to introduce your title, or you just want to? Discuss yeah, I'm the CFO of our of our company, IMC. We're a marketing firm, and we're happy um, to be able to first make a podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So, and the whole part of it is just to provide value. And uh, we have our amazing host Abzak, who's going to be on here all the time. Yep. So today, what we're going to be talking about and getting into is uh, digital transformation, and specifically the marketing side of digital transformation. Of course. So yes. maybe I can. I guess I can give the broad definition of digital transformation. It's the digital transformation is like the integration of uh, digital technology into like all areas of your business. Like fu- it fundamentally changes how you operate and deliver value to your customers. So I feel like it's a very important, a very important thing that all modern companies need to go through. Especially with the whole world being digital. Um, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's the modern, yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's the broad the definition broad, yeah. of, of what DX is. And, you know, as Abzak yeah, we said- call it, We call it DX for short. Yeah, DX for short. And um, as Abzak was saying, we, so for DX, there's a, there's a few things you need to understand. There's a perspective as a marketer that we, we're talking about here today. Yeah. Not so, because for too long, DX has always been about just technology. However, technology is a very important part, but DX mm-hmm. is a transformation of a business, right? So, yeah, but why is that transformation happening? The entire purpose of DX, it, the whole purpose of DX, the entire initiative is powered by the customer, right? And the reason I say that is because the, the, the customer... The customer's experience is what differentiates between the competition, right? And, and, and companies want to digitalize and want to transform their business so they can have an edge or stay on, kind of, you know, stay on term with what, what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So when I look at DX and the way I, I, I define DX is that it's trying, that's what, the, the reason it's called digital transformation is because people want to, to the world now is becoming about heightening it and furthering the customer's experience. And that customer experience is increasingly digital. Because it's increasingly digital, companies have to adapt and make sure that as much of their processes, as much of their supply chain, as much as their what they offer to the to their customers has to be has to be increasingly digital. And that's what the digital transformation is. And of course technology is empowering that and making that possible, but remember that Anything to do with the customer's experience is, is digital transformation. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I totally agree. And uh, let's um, to to kind of let's get back on track a little bit. Yeah. First, let's let's go into a little bit about um, some strategies that companies and organizations that we've seen go through digital transformation do. So, do you have any? Um, yeah. So. Uh, the way I want to break up DX is by talking about kind of the four pillars of, of DX. So when companies are making, uh, uh, when companies, first of all, 70% of companies either have a DX initiative or are working on it, right? So DX is, is here. So when, you, when you're doing DX, there's four things. And, and this is not just by me, but this is supported by MIT Sloan and, and, and Foster's report. So they said that there's four Kind of four the four factors to a successful DX is first strategy right we'll talk about that strategy and then also culture so that's part of strategy figuring out how you the whole company can buy in second is management right and last is technology right so those four are the four pillars of what makes DX possible 
Now, the first strategy or the first thing that companies have to do is to have a vision, have a purpose, right? We talked about how DX is is based based on the customer's experience, right? So yeah. people do that for customer experience. Now, you have to have a funnel or you have to have a strategy that, that tackles the, the, the touch points before the customer and all the way to affecting the customer's experience with the product or whatever the service they're selling. So would you say that the vision is probably one of the, the more yeah, important the, the ones? The most important thing. Because, because you really need to, yeah. because digital transformation, you said 70% of people are doing it or are thinking about doing it yeah. or going or going through it. So, so you need to you need to really differentiate yourself differentiate yourself so, so that you can really disrupt the market and yes. and, and do so the transmission properly. For strategy, first is vision, right? And another thing I'm talking you can also talk about it too is being able to disrupt the market, right? Because the reason the reason you, you do DX is to, to have the ability to be able to reach your customers and, and give them an experience that they haven't done before. So a big part of the vision itself has to be able to be able to empower the people within the company to think differently, to be able to them to experiment and have innovative ideas. The entire the entire idea of DX is for it to be innovative, for it to be new and to bring a, a brand new experience. Change. Yeah, so to bring change to your company, right? It's called a transformation for a reason, right? So part of it's it's very important to talk about part of the vision. Is to be able to have that that internal internal motivation for for people in the company to be able to experiment and have the ability to to, to do what's needed to innovate in terms of their, their perspectives and their fields. Mm-hmm. So, I think that's I think that's the biggest strategy here. And um, I just want to talk about a, a point about that. Um, MIT Sloan talked about how what are the key effective digital leaderships or key effective uh, enabling things about digital transformation, and we talked about vision, right? And 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 the reason that that's super invaluable is because sixty two sixty two percent of the respondents explained that companies that had an innovative approach, had a valuable approach, or used digital transformation to bring a, a better experience, saw a double digits increase in the revenue. So just to kind of really push the, the point forward about how having a vision. That's based on creating innovation and creating empowerment for their internal internal people is super important. That's why one of the pillars of digital transformation is management and having the management buy-in and being able to, for them to be able to ensure that empowerment that the vision brings. Yeah, the executive influence, right? It's very, very important. Getting everybody to buy in, especially at the top level, is the most important. Huge. Um, that's why... DX is a business decision. It's not a. It's not a CEO decision. It's not. It's a C level executive decision, and it doesn't stop there. It has to. It has to have a, a, a kind of a trickle a trickle down effect yeah. in the company. Yeah, that's the reason why you start with the executives so that yeah. they can tell the the managers and managers can tell the employees. And to really to really help you understand that, DX biggest barrier to success. I mean, DX is like digital transformation's biggest barrier to success is culture. It's not technology, it's not strategy, it's culture. And the reason is because if you want to give your customer a different experience, part of you is the entire company. Notice when I say you, it's not about a, C, a certain C-level executive or the CEO, the founder. It's really the, the entire account. So if the entire account isn't willing to take on the, take on the, the training for new technologies, 
take on the new capabilities that DX provides, then you can't really, I mean, you have no hope for DX. You have absolutely no hope for it to be a successful DX digital transformation. Okay. And then I, I, uh, I guess maybe to get a little more specific in the strategies that companies use, I, I'd like to point out that like a, a major part of digital transformation being successful is letting your business objectives decide how you align everything in, in your digital transformation process. And what I mean by that is your business objectives, be it if you want to get more revenue, if you want to expand your company, if you want to, if you want to open a new branch, things like that, digital transformation, can, there's ways that digital transformation can allow you to better align your business and in, to achieving your business objectives. Because most people, they just do digital transformation because they, they feel like they're behind the curve yeah. or they're not, they're not, they're not keeping up. So they just say, we need to do a digital transformation, you know? So then, well, what I'm saying is that digital transformation only works properly and works best when you let your business objectives guide what you want to, what you want to achieve. That's true. You can speak on that more if you want. Um, I think that's a that's a that's an amazing point because a lot a lot of companies, you know, they they reverse engineer the process, right? They see that people are doing digital transformations, like you said, and and they use it as or they start the initiative as a, a me too initiative. Yeah, right? we need to do digital. Yeah, we need to do transformation because that's what everyone's doing, right? But that's why I started off the podcast talking about. How digital, transform, digital transformation is powered by the customer, right? And your business is to bring your experience to the customer. So you're right. So you can't reverse engineer the process. You should do a DX initiative because you see gaps and, and, and you see setbacks in your businesses that are not allowing you to give that customer the experience that the market is giving them. So um, I think that's extremely huge about DX. And if that's why it's very custom. It's custom to your business. Right, yeah, it's custom what, to what you do. There's no black and white for if you do this, it works out, yeah. right? Because when when you're such a, a consumer centric, when it, if it's such a consumer centric approach, you really have to be able to listen and look at the data. See, another thing that I want to talk about, another strategy that I feel like is very important, or another factor that's very important to understand is that being digital allows you the entire the, the, the biggest ability about digital is to be able to harness data, right? Mm-hmm. It's a treasure trove of data. Mm-hmm. Now, if the, if the customer is on a digital platform and you have data on them now, <clears throat> what you, and, and, and data we know is what you can measure, and what you can measure is what you can improve, that allows you to be able to not just think about, think about business objectives or think about DX initiatives that we feel like is best for our customer, but... The cool thing about DX is that, and, and, and what's really important about technology is, MIT Sloan came out with a survey that said the biggest, the biggest push forwards, the biggest factors for DX is the ability to use data analytics mm-hmm. to, to understand what are the kind of the, the key marketing predictions and sales predictions to grow revenue. So with that being said, using data or using the data of the customer to, to figure out where you can make things better is the one of the, I think one of the another key factor in the, in, in the strategies that you make. Yeah, one of the priorities of digital transformation yeah, is sorry. customer getting customer data. So let me let me explain that a little bit better. So you want to make strategies for your, your DX initiatives, right? Now this is one of the things that you want to reverse engineer. You have to first look at the data. First look at what are what are the where is the customer at in terms of the data that you have for now, and that's why companies. 
the same time, that's what companies want to use. That's what companies want to go digital, right? Because the reason you want to go digital and you have the excellent initiatives is because when you get the data, then you can start to make more powerful strategies, right? So yeah. I kind of, I kind of a result of DX is have even more power, powerful strategies and more innovative ideas to have a better experience for the customer. Okay, so I guess to move on a little bit from from strategies, I want to go into questions that you need to ask yourself and your organization before you even think about doing digital transformation. And I have a list here. I have about. I'll just go through them, and then and then we can answer them, and then have a conversation. Go go from there, you know. Yeah. So the first one I have: Do do you or your organization or whoever is leading digital transformation feel equipped with the tools to enable you to be successful in digital transformation? So I feel like I feel like this is a very important question because most people they just they know they want they know they need to do digital transformation. They want to either they want to catch up or they or they heard they heard that that digital transformation is is the key to being a modern business or maybe they heard our podcast and they want to do digital transformation, you know? Hopefully, yeah. So to go back to the question, how would you how would you answer or how what are the factors or what are the tools that people need to be equipped uh, and to be enabled to to do digital transformation properly? Yeah. That that's first that's a, a great question. Um there is, I mean, I'm glad we talked about strategies because, you know, kind of, we already answered that question to the most, except for one part. When, when you want to, it doesn't matter who's leading the, the DX initiative, CIO or the CMO, it doesn't really matter. The first, the first thing you need to ask yourself, you're right, is do I have all the tools? And, and what are the tools first? First, you have the buy-in process. Do you have the ability to know that you're backed up by management and most people would not even think that that's a tool yeah. and a tool, tool is very powerful and that's very, very powerful because when when you're trying to create a dx initiative or you're trying to, you're trying to bring a, some type of digital transformation it's going to redesign it's going to reshape your organizational capabilities right so people are going to have to change people are going to adapt to the different capabilities that the company has which is it could be a, a pro in many ways and a con in many ways because that's why when you when you want to change organizational capabilities, you have to redesign the company. And you can't redesign or reshape anything in a company if you're not backed by, you know, management. So that's the first thing. Before even technology, is to have the ability to know that your decisions and your vision is going to be see, seen through through management across, mm-hmm. not just your department, right? So if a CMO is leading it, he knows that the HR department. He knows that the financial department, he knows every department is supporting him in making this transformation possible. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. You need all hands on deck, yeah. All hands on deck. Number two, which is obvious, is that you need to have a budget that supports what you want to do, right? Um, and the budget is very important because to have a digital transformation, you need to reshape your organization, not in terms of just technology, in terms, yeah, yeah, in terms of recruitment. It's a major transformation. So having the budget to see that through is very important. And part of the budget is, that is, is to know that there has to be room for error because DX in itself is an experiment. It's an, it's an innovative experiment. So, yeah, there's no cut and dry right way to yeah, do it. Yeah, there's no cut and dry way to do it. So you have to know that. And this is, big, this is why the reason I said the first tool is to have everyone backing you up in, in the business because they can support that budget. Number three, 
it's not just having the technology, but having that, knowing that you have the ability that to have that on, onboarding process with that technology, right? A lot of people get technology, and and there's a statistic here that said in 2018, one of the biggest challenges, 40, 50% of people who took the survey for MIT Sloan said that 50% of them, the biggest challenge was having the having people having people be trained on the new technologies, right? So a third is technology, not just getting technology and knowing the right technology to use, but being able to understand is the organization going to be able to adapt this technology? Because if they don't, that goes back to not things working out and a lot of a lot of a lot of money being wasted. So, and I think fourth, and I think that's and fourth and the most important thing I think is that the the ability to have the the company the culture change okay. with the DNA. I was going to say that if you if you missed that. So what does that mean? And and see, the the management isn't the culture, right? The technology isn't the culture. Culture is an entirely different thing. They help they help establish the they help they're establish not, the not. culture, right? But to sustain any DX or sustain any transformation, you need to be able to have a culture that is going to support it and that's and that's built for it, right? That's why recruitment now is extremely important. Because when you when you go from a company that wasn't really wasn't wasn't really established in terms of digital, and then you go all the way to digital from traditional to digital, that's very different. Yeah, very Extreme, very different, right? Or when you go from when you go from making decisions based on gut to and everything's data driven, yeah, that's very different. Takes years. Takes years. So what that means is you have to be able to forecast. The changes that you're trying to bring, right? Because the, the main thing is that you want to reshape organizational capability. But when you when you're reshaping that, you have to forecast: am I am I building a company that can really support that DX? So that's why DX is it's more than technology. There's a lot of things that you got to seek through, and I think those are the kind of the things, really the big questions you have to ask yourself before you take on a DX initiative. Okay, so that was to answer: Do you feel equipped uh, with the tools? Yeah. So the next one would be. I find this one very interesting. Do you do you see digital transformation as just a website refresh? You know, because there's a lot of people. A lot of people when they when they say digital transformation, yeah. people kind of not to obviously not to put them down, but kind of naive. They don't they don't know the full extent of digital transformation, how far it can go. Some people just see it as, oh, I need to I need to put everything on my website. Oh, I need to I need to make sure I have all my information on my website. Maybe I need to make social media. Maybe I need to make an Instagram account. Is that a digital transformation? No, definitely not. I mean, you know, um, and the thing is, I understand that makes sense for maybe SMBs, like small businesses. And the reason is because, I mean, they're not really... Maybe some small, like, like B2C companies. B2C companies. But in terms of B2B, I mean, the, the idea of a DX initiative can, can range in terms of size, can range very broadly. Yeah, from small to enterprise level. So I guess in a very micro, a micro, super microscopic, you know, DX transformation, maybe a website change can, can be, I guess, uh, called a digital transformation. But a digital transformation, like I said, isn't just looking at the technology that you bring forth, having a better website, right? It's looking at, it's looking at the ramifications of technology, ramifications of understanding that new products create new culture. So I think DX is, even if you're doing a new website, the, it's not the simple. It's not the simple reshaping of the website. But what does the website bring? How does it better customer experience? 
understanding, you know, how can we be behind that website? I mean, you could just, even if it's just a website, you could still, you still have to go further than the website. There's a lot of things you can do to the website. And, and you got to go into customer journey mapping. So yeah. there's a lot of things you do. And, and maybe the website could just be, you know, the forefront of the technology, I guess. But in terms of a DX, it doesn't stop at just refreshing the website. Um, because if you understand, if you can understand the root of what it takes to have a DX initiative, it could go from changing websites all the way to onboarding or automating the onboarding process in a manufacturing company that has over 20,000 partners, right? An example I'll give you that is, so a technology is from a website to all the way to automating an onboarding process, right? From which is the average size. I know I'm going into a tangent, but just to really say this, which is a DX transformation, for example, because we talked about the website. A company, for example, a manufacturing company wants to bring in, that has 20,000 partners, one of their onboard partners, new people that they manufacture for. The onboarding, the onboarding process takes 10 weeks and it's most of the time it's done manually, right? Someone wants to bring in a new initiative that will transform the business, not just by technology, but then you'll see kind of the ramifications. They use an automating process that takes it from 10 weeks to less than 30 days. And a lot of it is done through, through automation. And now a company, now, now you're bringing in partners in less than 30 days. That, that devastating change of using manual processes from all the way to automating, how did it change your staff? How did it change growth? Right. There's so many, there's so many things that are, are impacted from just technology. Right. So when you look at a website, what happens when you change the website? What happens when you bring a new technology that, that, that brings a lot of change? Right. Like IT, a lot of, a lot of 80% of IT budgets are spent on maintaining legacy systems. Well, when you automate that through technology, through digital technology, and it goes from the 80% of the budget to 30% of the budget, what happens to that 50% of the budget? So the CFO gets involved, right? Different people get involved, right? How do you market that better now? Now that you can bring in a better customer experience. Now you have a, a much more time with IT. So the reason I'm going on the tangent is to really show you that a digital transformation is powered by technology, but the effects of it have to be managed too. Okay, I guess one, one more question because we're running out of time a little bit. Uh, so... This is a, just before the question, this is a problem that a lot of people are going through these days. As you said, 70% of people are doing digital transformation or they're trying to get into digital transformation. So the question would be, do you or your organization find yourself behind the curve a bit and just and just using and trying to use technology or, I mean, digital transformation to get, are you trying to add something new or are you just using it because, you, because you're being told that you need to be doing digital transformation. What's the perspective? What is, are you talking about perspective? Yeah, just external like, people yeah, or yeah, like yeah. leaders? A question you need to ask yourself before doing digital transformation. Are you just, do you think you're behind the curve? You're just doing it because you want to catch up? Yeah. Or are you doing it because you have to add, you want to add something new and be disruptive to the market, which you should be. Okay. So the answer seems obvious, but it, you, it, it, it really is an important question. Obviously people should make, should want to do DX because they want to do something new, they want to do something disruptive or innovative. But how can anyone come to that point where they say, oh, okay, I want to do it for this reason? The core mentality that you need to have is to, is to, is to know that you will, by default, be in the right mindset for, for, to have a successful DX change if, if, the, if the, 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 kind of the, the thought of everything that you do is consumer-centric, right? So 
if you're always trying to improve the customer's experience, by nature you see that it's digital, and then you have to, to you have to make them happy by doing things digitally, and you see yourself doing things innovatively and disruptively because you're consumer centric. However, when you're trying to do a DX for, oh, well, I want to establish myself as another company that did DX or another company that's digital. Once you go away from, once you go away from having the consumer, having the customer in mind, and you're doing things for political reasons or for, for to, to look better in your resume or to have things, if it becomes, if it becomes anything than consumer centric, then you lost kind of the understanding of what DX is for. So yeah. More than trying to be disruptive, the way you can be disruptive and innovative is by always thinking about how you can make your customer happy. And, and, and even here as a CEO of IMC, every day my job is to, how can I bring a better experience for my customer and my clients? Yeah, and just to speak on the being being disruptive, adding something new to the market, there's, a, there's an interesting stat here that the average lifespan of a S&P 500 company has declined from 61 years to 20 years. Since uh yeah since, and that just shows that disruption is is more powerful than longevity. Yeah. So we like I mean like it's you know it's it's one of those it's one of those cliche statements of like where was Amazon ten years ago, yeah. right? And a lot of these things even in the supply chain world in the logistics world, you know Amazon Amazon I say Amazon <laughs> Amazon is trying to you know trying to push their horizon by always thinking about the customer and that's why they brought in like. It's like at the same day, or like yeah, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, and next day, and and they're and they're really losing losing money on that. Yeah, yeah, but that made their customer experience so strong, and that led to a lot of other companies trying to be disruptive, innovative, right? <clears throat> so, as as anyone, and, and that's why I talked about the vision and empowering your people to be innovative and experiment. And as I told you, the most important strategy is to have a vision that allows everyone in the company to to be innovative and disruptive. Yeah. What's what's super cliche now is is to be in your in your comfortable shoes and be traditional or you know try to survive the the, the day. Yeah. But more the people who are going to last today with everything being commoditized and things losing losing value and everything being about prices, creating a brand that's different. And how do you do that by being innovative and disruptive? Yeah, and the best and the best companies are the ones that that they're being they've been in the um, they've been in their market for or their respective market for a long time and they're staples in their market like like uh, an example is General Electric GE yeah they they made a successful digital transmission leap and instead of instead of getting left in the dust like uh, and being content with just being being the Fortune 500 company that they are they they made this successful digital leap and they and they they cemented their place inside their market. You know what you know what's another example. Uh, it, it just shows kind of intuitive how intuitive or how kind of instinctive being innovative is, and that's why recruitment's huge. When when um, Elon Musk gave away patents for for Tesla mm-hmm. to to competition, that really told me that that I mean that really that goes to show that people people who want to innovate love innovation and love to be disruptive. And those that, that, that create the facade of trying to be innovative can't be innovative. And being innovative has to be something that's creatively in your mind. Yeah. And, and you gotta and you gotta really push your your employees and you gotta push your team to be able to have that that creative mind. So that's super, super important because a lot of traditional companies are, are going down as new companies start to arrive. And that's why you see such such in the world becoming kind of SaaS. So I know we're running out of time, but 
have so much to say about this, but I think that really kind of gave yeah. value to how to how to make digital transformation successful. Yeah, I think we I think we covered a lot of the, a lot of the good points, and we can we can leave the the viewers off in a, in a good spot. Um, but however, you know, um, throughout this entire podcast, if you did have any questions, if you have any concerns, if you have any, any topics that you would like us for, to talk about, please, you will have a link down below with all our socials and our website and our emails. Give us give us some communication. We love to hear some feedback. Yeah. Uh, uh, and um, hopefully, we'll see you guys in the next podcast. Yeah, see you guys. Thanks. All right, bye-bye.